We made it. The 5 o'clock hour is here. Your work week is over. Enjoy the big weekend in front of you. You don't have to go anywhere, though, as we got a busy, busy day here still to come on 1700 and all across the weekend. Ohio State, Penn State, we got the call for you tomorrow night, Sunday night football. In fact, a triple header on Sunday, Monday night football. Of course, we'll have the call with the Kansas City Chiefs against the Denver Broncos. And tonight, it'll be Southeast Polk at Ankeny Centennial in our Central Iowa Game of the Week. Iowa State fans, it's TCU. It's a road trip. It's 10 and a half. Now, I'll make my pick later. I said if you're listening to myself and Ken over the lunch hour today, I do like TCU against the number. I like TCU certainly to win the game. If you like them with the number, laying 10 and a half, certainly like that. But want to bring something up. I was talking with this a little bit earlier in the program today with Wolfgang. Now, this is just one power rating set that I use of many. But I found this very, very interesting. Iowa State is 26th in the country in this metric. It is simply a power rating system to derive point spreads. That's all that it is. 26th in the country. Iowa's 24th. Notre Dame's 23rd, just to give you a reference point. And Wisconsin's behind them at number 27. But the reason I bring this up now, speaking of TCU, is because they're ranked 31st in this metric. Now, according to this metric and the way that they measure things, they believe the point spread should be TCU just because of home field advantage, favored by two. You're getting 10.5. So, again, this is one of many. There are hundreds of power ranking systems for point spreads out there. But if you believe in this one by my guy Sonny Moore, then you believe that Iowa State certainly is going to cover the number, and this is going to be a four-quarter game. That is one of the five picks we have coming up with Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. And speak of the devil, happy to welcome in Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Each and every week during football season, we get a five-pack of games from Lee Sterling. And Lee, as we welcome you in today, it's been certainly an interesting season of both college and NFL football. Had a fun one last night, entertaining with the Rams and the Vikings. But I think that is a, a perfect example shopping for the right line. If you got it, you're on the Rams, and you got it at right. six and a half, you're a winner. You got it at a seven, it was a push. Always finding the right lines, it's a big margin to help you to profit profitability. Oh, it'll make the difference in probably eight to ten games a year. So, you know, even betting $100 a pop, uh, yeah, about $1,000. I think everyone can use another $1,000 in their pocket. No doubt about it. Well, tell us a little bit before we get into the games this week, Lee, a little bit about what you guys have going on this week at Paramount Sports. We've been red, red hot at Paramount Sports. Uh, another great year. In fact, on our 30 to 50 unit selections this year, our strongest plays were <laughs> an amazing 9-1. and one. Wow. Uh, I've got my only my second 50-unit selection in the last four years. Our biggest play so far this year was a 40-unit play, UAB. It was underdog shocker number one. They were getting points. They won the game wire to wire. I have an, a double-digit underdog this Saturday that's going. I think they're going to win the game outright. It's a perfect matchup, great coaching matchup. The weather's perfect, the injuries. We've checked everything. So if you've been waiting on the wings or you know, you're waiting for the right time, this is it. You, know, you don't want to wait another two or three or four weeks. Uh, we're going for our fourth winning week in the month of September. So you want to hop on board. Underdog Shocker, number two, 
You can purchase it at ParamountSports.com individually, or how about this? Five weeks of action, normally five ninety seven. If you use coupon code Save two hundred, just three hundred and ninety seven dollars. Way to be profitable, certainly going that fashion. Going with Lee Sterling in Paramount Sports. Let's get into it this week, Lee. I think a great slate of games. The unfortunate part is most everything is late in the evening. What's the setup for Lee Sterling? How many TVs you gonna have in front of you Saturday night? <laughs> well, it's just three, and then I have a computer on my lap. Sometimes I'm watching games. Sometimes I'm watching the odds flash. So, yeah, you know, the the early card isn't great. I'll probably be watching West Virginia and Texas Tech and then also NC State and Virginia. But, uh, I mean, you get into the night games. I mean, it, it, it's it's one after another. So, um, trust me, we start off, we, we hit the deli early, and then we usually move to Italian food and, and I only have four seats, so you you want to watch uh, you want to watch it at the Sterling Man Cave. You better get there early. I understand that one, no doubt. Maybe someday I'll be down there and I'll be able Sounds to good. hit that up, Lee. Let's uh, get into the games this week, starting with Notre Dame hosting Stanford a week ago. If you were on Stanford's side, look, you got lucky. I, I, I it just that's the way it goes. Sometimes it is better to be lucky than good. Stanford gets the win and wins it in overtime and covers the number against Oregon. Now they go on the road again. Two consecutive weeks, they go to Notre Dame, who looked outstanding a week ago over Wake Forest with Ian Book, the uh, starter, as he was installed right before that game against the Demon Deacons. You're laying that weird number right in between at five with the Irish. Who do you like between Notre Dame and Stanford? Well, in the NFL, five is a dead number. And if you bet the favorite at five, you're going to lose like 65, 66% of the time. It's just a bad, bad number to bet. Because you think, oh, they just got to win the game. What do they do? They usually lose the game or win the game by three points. So I, I like what Brian Kelly did. Usually these coaches, you know, they're, they're reactive. Instead, he's proactive for a change. He realizes he's going to need a quarterback that can push the ball down the field. So what does he do? He finally starts Ian Book. The kid starts slow but has a great game against Wake Forest. Their offense scores over 50 points. Now they're facing a Stanford team. Has to be happy to somehow come out of that game last week over Oregon with a win. Now Stanford, 10-3 turnover advantage. I just don't see it continuing here. They keep trying to pound the ball to Bryce Love on first down. Uh, and, and then when they have to throw the ball, they try to throw jump balls to to, to, to the receivers over small defenders. Well, Notre Dame doesn't have small defensive backs, and the Irish are playing with triple revenge. I like Notre Dame here, 31-20. 31-20, Notre Dame in that one. We go to game number two. It is the one early game that I'm excited about, West Virginia, making that you know easy trip in your conference. You know how it is, Lee. You play those regional right. games. Just the short 22-hour, 45-minute drive from Morgantown to Lubbock, Texas, to take on the Red Raiders. And how about Texas Tech a week ago, what they did to Okie State? Yeah, the only thing worse is when you used to get in the Sun Belt and uh, you're sitting in Alabama and you got to play in Idaho. Right, right. <laughs> or New Mexico State, not much better. But here's the thing. This game is about matchups. Last week, Texas Tech, great matchup. Uh, they get to face Oklahoma State. After the first couple games, Oklahoma State shows absolutely nothing, and then they employ their entire blitz scheme against Boise State. So Tech gets the entire film, and, and, and they're working on the game plan, and, and they figure it out. But now Texas Tech comes home. 
Cliff Kingsbury, every time things look great, what does he do? Falls on his face. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy, uh, as a home dog, most teams you think the better teams, they protect the home turf. Well, not Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, in, in his five years as a head coach, only one year they had a winning record as a home underdog. Uh, the Tech defense already gave up 47-49 and 49 this year to Ole Miss and Houston. And West Virginia's offense is better with Will Greer in an absolute shootout. This will be the highest-scoring game of the year. West Virginia 62, Texas Tech 52. 62-52, love that, and uh, love the overplay, certainly if that's going to be the case there. We go from a big Big 12 matchup to a big Big 10 matchup, and that's Ohio State making their way to Beaver Stadium to take on Penn State in the whiteout conditions. The Buckeyes currently a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Nittany Lions. Two great offenses, and speaking of points, I, if you would have told me just a couple years ago that there would be a Big Ten total between two teams as respected and the way they'd been built in the past at 70-71 where it was earlier this week, there's no way I would have believed you. Last, that's where we are. Buckeyes and Nittany Lions. Lee, what are you seeing? Well, times have changed. You know, we talked about the change in, in, in the NFL, but, but even in college, you know, it, it's, it's changed now. So you're seeing just much better skilled players. I mean, it used to be Ohio State. You know, they're, they're running the option. I grew up, they had Rex Kern as their quarterback, and then, then they moved. They, they thought that, that they were, had revolutionized football. They're going to the I formation and giving it, uh, to, you know, to, to, to tailback. So, Here's what you get. Most people will play Penn State. Why? Because they'll look at the result from last year, and they'll see the Penn State lost 39-38, and they'll go, wow, that game was in the horseshoe. They almost won the game. Now they're playing at home. It's a whiteout, and the game's at night. But the game last year, Ohio State outstatted Penn State 529-283. to Why was it close? They turned the ball over two more times than Penn State did. Now, Penn State's starting to get some production out of Miles Sanders at running back to go with Trace McSorley. Bottom line, though, is I think Ohio State has a better quarterback. I think they have two better running backs and maybe four or five better receivers here. I like Ohio State. They pull away late, win by a touchdown, 42-35. All right, you're looking at the Buckeyes on the road again as uh, we got the dogs barking in that one. Big one in the state of Iowa as Iowa State Looks to make it two in a row against TCU and two in a row this season after getting the victory against Akron last week. The Horn Frogs reeling a little bit after consecutive losses to Ohio State and Texas. The number is 10, Horn Frogs and Iowa State, Lee. Well, surprisingly, the Cyclones have, you know, hardly missed their starting quarterback, Kemp. Uh, but, you know, they're going to face a TCU quarterback right now, Sean Robinson, just seems to be losing his confidence. Four interceptions the last two weeks. Also, their offensive line not coming through so far. Iowa State owns the better defense, and that's important. Uh, visitor, 13-5-1 against the spread in Iowa State games. And how about this, that TCU is a home favorite, just 2-9 and nine against the spread the last 11 games. Give me TCU to win 27-20, but the Cyclones to cover. Grabbing Iowa State and the points down in Fort Worth. We finish up in the NFL. It'll be Monday night football. Those red-hot Kansas City Chiefs go on the road to take on the Denver Broncos. Weeks 1 and 2 for Kansas City. Also on the road, they got the victories there. Laying a good number, though. Laying that 4.5 up in mile high. Yeah, and, and like I said many times in the past, you know, Monday night football, 
growing up, you know, 70s and 80s, you take the home underdog. But the NFL has changed right now. And this kid here, Pat Mahomes, you know, he's like Jared Goff. I mean, they are the future of the NFL. He already has 13 touchdowns in the first three games. And now he's facing Case Keenum. Case Keenum only has three touchdown passes the entire year, four interceptions. Uh, last week's game against the Ravens, completed passes for only 5.6 yards per reception. So, I mean, Kansas City, they, they just have so many weapons. Sammy Watkins is like their fourth or fifth option here. Unless Denver gets four or five sacks in this game, they're not winning this game here. I like Kansas City, 37-30. 37-30 and the cover for the Chiefs of five-pack of games with Lee Sterling. He's got the Chiefs. The Cyclones, the Buckeyes, Mountaineers, and Fighting Irish to cover coming up this weekend. Your game of the weekly. I know a lot of people are neighbors to the West keeping an eye on this one. Can Nebraska get off the schneid? Speaking of things I never thought I'd hear, Purdue, a favored in Memorial Stadium against the Cornhuskers. Crazy. Uh, a one and three Purdue team. It's not even like right. they're three and one. So you want to find out if Purdue, after that big upset last week, over Boston College, do they keep rolling? Or can Nebraska get off the mat? You want to get the game for free? Call right now, toll free, 800-400-9741. Again, the number 800-400-9741. If you want to hop on board, it's our first 50-unit play of the year and only the second in the last four years, and we're a combined 34-12 and 12 on these games going back 11 years. You want to get it, go to ParamountSports.com. You can purchase the game individually. Or how about this, a five-week package, use coupon code SAVE200, get every game I've got, five weeks of ball games on my executive phone service, where you're going to get 12 to 14 games a week. It's all available for just $397. So use that coupon code SAVE200. The price is just $397 for five weeks of action. Or call us here at the office, 800-400-9741. No one hotter in the country to hop on board, ParamountSports.com. Can't beat that, Lee Sterling. Thanks, as always, for your time today. Okay, take care. There's Lee Sterling checking in with us, looking to bring you some winners this week. I like the justification and most all those picks. I am similar on a few. I have some differences, and differences are okay, too. We'll get to our picks a little bit later on. Jimmy B is going to be dropping by here at about 540. We will get to him and plenty to talk about with Jimmy B. Coming up next, we're talking Hawkeyes. Dr. Stephen Fuller from Fuller Family Dentistry. He'll stop by with another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm. We'll take a look back at what happened against Wisconsin and a look forward with Dr. Fuller. That comes your way next as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. High school football also on the airwaves this evening. Again, our Central Iowa game of the week. I'll be up in Ankeny making the drive up there and getting ready for Centennial, ranked number 3 that defense, salty. They have given up just three touchdowns all year over five games. They have given up a total of 21 points all season. Could Gavin Williams, the outstanding running back, kid with offers from Iowa and Iowa State, Michigan, Nebraska, can he make a couple of big plays against that salty defense? We'll find out tonight. 6.30 with the pregame show, 7 o'clock with the kickoff with the Rams and the Jaguars. Also in the pregame show, Opportunity to talk with Ryan Pizzetti, co-head coach 
from the Jaguars. And, of course, Coach Zelenovich from Southeast Polk. That'll come your way during the pregame show starting at 6.30. A lot more to come here. Keep it dialed in. 1700 KBGG. And welcome back as we continue on, taking you up until 6 o'clock here tonight. It's Jimmy B and TC. Time for another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm. Dr. Stephen Fuller joins us talking Hawkeyes each and every week on 1700. Doc, uh, a Friday, usually looking forward to Saturday and the game, but the bye week is here. That just means more time to look back and say, what if against the Badgers over the weekend? And more time to uh, lick our wounds because uh, what a hard-fought game. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, without a Hawkeye game, of course I was telling my patients all morning, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Well, this is the first weekend off in four weeks, so... Uh, Darn it. Now <laughs> i got to watch other uh, college football. But uh, what a game. I mean, uh, both teams fought hard and well and, and uh, you know, not taking anything away from Wisconsin, but uh, we had their number, and if we just punched through, uh, there were so many instances that, uh, you know, we could have put more points on the game uh, board. Yeah, it's a great what if. And early in the football game, they had the ball at the five yard line on their first drive. They march right up the field, have more yards in that first drive than they did all game long a year ago against Wisconsin. Fourth and one, they decide to go for it after a stoppage of play when we had, of course, the measuring and checking of the replay to see if Ivory Kelly Martin got the first down. Iowa was trying to hustle the line of scrimmage, get the snap off quickly, and go with the sneak there. Alas, the uh, review booth decided to take a look at it. But then after that delay, they come out and run the quarterback sneak. That one, I would just like, if you're going for it, that's fine. Run a play there, though, especially when you need a yard. And going up against a nose tackle like Olive Sagapolo, a 340-pound behemoth in there, I just didn't like the play call. How about you? Well, way too conservative. I, I understand why you don't want to shift it outside, per se, but if you're going to do a, you know, a quarterback sneak, it's got to be between you and the center, and you two are the only ones moving. In my, I, I keep saying that, especially when you got a big uh, uh, horse across the line from you, and you know he's good. I mean, you know, so if you can catch him off guard, where your entire line is, st- you know, still, and uh, the only two that are in on the quarterback sneak is. You in the center, and I just tap you on the inside thigh. And I, hey, get down because I'm coming right behind you. Mm-hmm. We may uh, ha- have to get to the emergency ward to uh, get me out from from, from where I'm going. <laughs> so, I I don't disagree with the call of going for it. You know, um, I know some fans around me wanted to go for a field goal, but you know, if you strike hard and you strike quick. Think about the momentum you would have gotten. Yep. And the game would have been possibly tied 7-7 seven to seven because we had the ball, you know, we got the ball, and uh, we held them on the first drive. You're, you're exactly you know? right, yeah. And and the defense played well. But there, the, every portion of it, you know, special teams had the two fumbles. The one on the return right before the half, I was going to be in great position on the plus side of the 50 to score some points and take the lead going into halftime. Gronawig goes loose with the football. It, it gets popped out. Then in the second half, what happened with Sean Byers? It hits his leg as he's blocking, 
and Wisconsin gets the football at the 10-yard line. So you can point at special teams. You can point at the offense. The opportunities that they had only getting 17 points were as well as they moved the football. And you can point at the defense even. As well as they played late in the football game, they needed one stop. A 17-14 lead, 88 yards away, and they let the Badgers go right up the field. And Alex Hornibrook, I, I still don't think he's much of a quarterback, but he looked at that final drive. He did what Wisconsin needed of him. Exactly. You can't take anything away from him because, uh, you know, he threw five passes and completed it all five times. I mean, and we all knew where he, he was going to go with the ball. Uh, but we were, you know, a step slow here or a step slow there. But uh, kudos to them on that drive because uh, that was, you know, another game breaker. Uh, you know, with the uh, the, the muff return, uh, you know, the end the half. That one wasn't as critical, but it, it did take a little wind out of your sails. It's that one where for, you give up the ball after an excellent stop uh, and the defense has to immediately go right back out there and defend first and goal. I mean, those are backbreakers. No doubt. And uh, Iowa now left licking their wounds here with the bye week. Before we look forward, uh, Doc, take us inside the stadium. You were there Saturday night in Kinnick, revved up crowd, 7.30 kickoff. Tell us about the environment in Kinnick Stadium. Well, it it was electrifying. I mean, uh, but, you know, I didn't think, in my opinion, that it seemed as focused as, say, the Iowa State game, where it was deafening. And uh, if we, I think if the crowd would have brought it too, um, you know, uh, it might have fired them up a little bit more. Uh, you know, the the Iowa chant uh, had tough times getting going. I'll use that as an example or keeping it going in critical spots. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was almost like waiting for us to lose. We aren't supposed to win. We were waiting for us to lose. And, you know, you get those cat calls from the fans around you, you know, where they start getting pissy right out of the stand, you know, shoot. And uh, I can't take anything away from the offensive line or the defensive line. I mean, you know, they worked hard. Uh, but the stadium, it was great. Uh, lots of fireworks this time. And uh, it was a great atmosphere what makes college football college football. Well, Iowa, we will only get to see the Kinnick Stadium crowd once here over the next six weeks as Iowa plays for their next five on the road with the bye week this week. It's Minnesota on deck, first followed by Indiana, the home game against Maryland, and then back-to-back road trips to Penn State and Purdue before they're back home for uh, two of their final three in Kinnick Stadium. Important stretch, obviously, coming up. Do you like where the bye week fell for Iowa after that loss to Wisconsin, or would you rather see them out on the field and get a chance to get that bad taste out of their mouth? Well, it depends on who the Big Ten wanted to throw our way. Uh, <laughs> with Minnesota, if Minnesota would have been the next opponent, no, I, I don't think so. Because, uh, let's face it, every year, no matter how good either team is, you know, uh, it's a hard-fought battle. And... Uh, you know, we need our guys to get rested up because, uh, you know, like you said, three games, three of the four games are outside of Kinnick uh, in the month of October. 
and uh, they're going to have to, you know, be healed up and, and get ready for the long haul because, uh, you know, that many uh, road games in the last, uh, what, eight games that's or seven games, that's quite a few. And uh, we didn't get uh, a favorable schedule in that regard. Four at home, four out of five on the road, two or three at home. Just an odd, odd schedule for the Hawkeyes. Are you optimistic going forward? You normally are, Doc. Are you optimistic, though? I was going to get the ship righted after the loss to the Badgers and, and play here in it well in the, over the final two-thirds of the season. Oh, I think so. I mean, you know, I, you definitely saw some positives. I, I, you know, the negatives are stupid mistakes. I mean, uh, they cleaned up the mistakes from the UNI game. And uh, uh, I think if, you know, this week they'll clean up even more. Uh, I, I'm still optimistic. I mean, it's only one loss. It's uh, now. Am I going to go out and say ten and one? Or no? I'm I'm still right there at eight and four, nine and three. Uh, you know, for a total uh, record for the year. You know, I think if we play the way we play and we don't get injuries and things like that, we can. You know, we can still win. We can still win, and we'll. You know, it's going to be a hard fought battle every week for the Hawks. There's not a. a a, a wide margin of error, not like in Alabama or an Ohio State or a team like that. Very true. Uh, this team, I, I think, has a lot of good pieces. I think there's a lot of reason for optimism going forward, but got to be able to score more than 17. Have to be able to punch it in when the opportunities are there. Finishing those drives is going to be certainly uber important to things, and we will see. Doc, we will talk again next week. Before we get out of here, though, Coming up in uh, just uh, a few weeks, a little over a month away, I guess it is, the Iowa Mission of Mercy. You and other dentists across the state of Iowa giving back to the state of Iowa. Tell us a little bit more about the Iowa Mission of Mercy. It's a great opportunity for you know people to come volunteer and donate uh, for the Mission of Mercy because it's a you know even though it's a free uh, event for uh, dentistry, you know. Uh, you get some cleanings. You can bring your kids there. They'll have pediatric dentists. Uh, they'll have oral surgeons. Uh, it's a wide array of uh, dental uh, procedures that are going to be taken care of uh, over that basically one and a half days uh, up in Sioux City. And uh, it's a great way to help your budget. And, and, you know, let's face it, let's, you know, make sure that kids... Uh, aren't running around with uh, untreated uh, tooth decay because uh, that can lead to other issues uh, medically and, and, and missed days in school. But uh, it costs about $300,000 to put that on uh, uh, between the facilities and setting everything up, and uh, everything's free. It's a great event. Iowa Mission of Mercy happening at the Tyson Event Center in Sioux City. If you can make it there October 5th and 6th, help volunteer. You can find more information on iowadental.org. Just search Iowa Mission of Mercy. It will come up there. And if you can't volunteer but you can help out financially, you can also find a way to help out with the Iowa Dental Organization. Dr. Fuller, as always, great catching up with you. Another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm. Yeah, I wish we were talking about uh, game day tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> we, we, like I said, we can all sit back and rest and heal up. You have a good one, TC. You too. That's Dr. Stephen Fuller checking in with us. Fuller Family Dentistry, two locations on East 29th in Des Moines and also 
in Altoona. Two locations for Fuller Family Dentistry and the Hawkeye Swarm here on 1700. We get the break, coming back with more on the other side with you until 6 o'clock tonight. We got high school football on the airwaves tonight on a football Friday. It'll be Southeast Polk making their way up to Ankeny to take on the Centennial Jaguars in our Central Iowa game of the week. 6.30 with the pregame. We will talk with Ryan Pizzetti, co-head coach from the Jaguars, and Brad Zelenovich from Southeast Polk during the pregame show with the 7 o'clock kickoff with the Rams and the Jaguars, all here on 1700. Back with you one final time. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG as we're joined right now by one of the namesakes of the program, Jim Brinson. He's been busy the last few weeks. He joins us here on a football Friday, ready to make some picks. Jimmy B, I told you earlier in the week, I had a rough go of it in, in sports betting out in Vegas. I need to turn some things around this week. We got a five-pack of games <laughs> as we do every week. We pick the biggest uh, from the area and across the nation each and every week. I got a I got a great feeling this week, Jimmy B. I think I'm I think I'm sitting on a five and zero. How about you? Wow, well, boy! If you're going five and zero, I hope I'm as lucky uh, to be honest with you because I need to kind of uh, get this thing into gear as well, Trent. I'm going to take the Hawks winning the bye week. Can I do that? No, no, you do not get you do not get credit for that. I'm sorry, Jim. I I can't win the bye week. No, okay. no. I, right. I think we'd both okay. like to take that the way that we've been picking uh, in our program here. Over the noon hour with Ken, I'm doing great. I'm over 500. I'm making money. Everything's great there with you. Maybe you just drag me down. Do you think that's what it is? Well, listen, it's it's I'm known for doing that. You you wouldn't be the first person that I've I've taken down to the dregs of disaster. So, you're you're in there with a with a big crowd, pal. Trust me. We got three college games this week, two in the pros. We start with Iowa State. The Cyclones make their way down to Fort Worth to take on TCU. Remember a year ago, TCU came in ranked in the top 5 nationally and Iowa State got them at home. But Jimmy B I continue to have issues with this Iowa State team offensively. The offensive line just has not clicked. We were told all throughout the spring and summer that this offensive line was making strides. They were going to be better. But through the first, well, three and a half weeks, I guess, of the schedule, just haven't really seen that come to fruition. TCU, I don't buy the revenge angle. I just think they need a win more than anything. After two consecutive losses from the Horned Frogs, what happened to them in the third quarter against Ohio State, or really the third quarter against Texas, I think they're due for a bounce back. They get speed all over the place. It's a Gary Patterson defense. Ten and a half is the number. I think TCU gets this done. 34-17, something in that line. I'm going with mm-hmm. TCU to get the cover this weekend. You know, you just set up a similar scenario that I was going to lay out as as well. I'm, I'm not sold on the offensive line. Uh and I'm still not sold on what they're attempting to do with David Montgomery. So with that thought process, after watching TCU and how hard they played against Ohio State, they were in that game until the last, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. So I am going to take TCU and lay the 10.5 as well. I think the Horn Frogs, and I'm with you on the revenge thing, they're not buying that. They just want to win this game and, and keep on uh, going on in the Big 12 Conference. So I think Iowa State will have its issues trying to score 
and be consistent offensively, and I like TCU as well, covering the ten and a half. All right, the kiss of death there for TCU. Cyclone fans <laughs> be rejoicing as we're both on the Horned Frogs coming up this weekend. Pick number two, we go to ABC 630. Ohio State makes their way to Penn State and Beaver Stadium to take on the Nittany Lions. No surprise, this will be the whiteout game. Should be an excellent environment, no doubt. Ohio State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Who do you have? Well, as much as I would like to take Penn State in Happy Valley, and I, I just have this feeling that Ohio State, after what I saw them do against TCU, look, I, I know Penn State's got McSorley at quarterback, and he is a terrific player, a dynamite player. But I can't go against the Buckeyes with what I have seen so far, Trent. I just can't. So I am going to uh, give the three and a half, even though that's a, that, that's a tough number, I'm going to give the three and a half, and I am going to take Ohio State. I think that Ohio State remains undefeated. You know, the first thing that jumped out, this point spread came out and the over-under at 73 and a half. And I know these are the two wow. highest scoring teams in the country. 55 yes. and 54, respectively, for each squad. They can put points up on the board in a hurry. And he coupled that with defenses that have sure, certainly shown cracks. Nick Bosa's not going to go for the Buckeyes. In fact, he might not even be back if he comes back to Ohio State this year on the football field until November. But that seems like way too many. And that it's come down right now. You can get it some places, still 71, 70 and a half. I see some 69 starting to pop up. If you're going to jump on the total and you're taking the under, do it now because I think that's going to trickle down. I did it earlier in the week when that first came up. So that's my, my favorite part of this game. But we don't pick totals here. We actually pick the game. And Jimmy B, for the second time, we put the kiss of death on a team because I am also <laughs> on the Buckeyes. You know, I see them winning this one. 31-20, something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, 31-24. Yeah. yeah, that's how I've kind of got it. Yeah. I think it's under the total. I think the Buckeyes are the better team. It'll be a wonderful environment. But I, I think the best thing is Dwayne Haskins, you know, this is his first start in this kind of environment. But remember a year ago, he came in on the road at Michigan, played incredibly well. So this is yes. going to be his first time playing in a big environment like that. So I, I think that's going to help out Haskins, too. Both teams not quite as high scoring, but I'm going to jump on board with you. I got Ohio State also laying the three and a half. couple favorites for us in the first two games. Our final college game, 6.30 also, as everything's stacked to the night tomorrow night. It'll be Notre Dame hosting Stanford, the Irish favored by five and a half. Jimmy B, I don't have a feel on this one at all. I, I am struggling mightily on my pick. You tell me that Ian Book comes out, plays incredibly well for the Irish, and, and they win it by a couple of scores. I wouldn't be surprised. And if you would have told me that the Rabbits still up the butt of Stanford after last week in Oregon, and they pull out the win, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised by that either. So I'm going to leave it to you. You go first. Who do you got with the Irish and the Cardinal? I've been twisting in the wind on this. I thought Oregon, the way that they dominated Stanford in the first half and then into the second half, and then Stanford finds a way to claw back into the game in the fourth quarter and then win in overtime in Eugene, Oregon, was absolutely incredible. But then, Trent, I watched Notre Dame, and they're, they're pretty much... I mean, they can move the ball. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say they're a juggernaut, but they're getting there. I, I, 
I, I just don't think Stanford, because of the way I saw how Oregon dominated them early, and then the Ducks just lost their way for some reason. I guess I could say they were a duck out of water. Mm. I'm going. Sorry, I'm going to go with the Fighting Irish at home, and I am going to give the five and a half. I, I'm just. I just. I just think Notre Dame is is primed for a, a big win over a ranked team, which the Cardinal are, and I think it's I think it's Notre Dame's house, and they're going to protect the house. And, and if that happens, Jimmy B, Notre Dame then going forward, there just aren't a whole lot of minds left in that. USC, not ready for primetime. Maybe by that time we get there, you know, Daniels will Maybe. be playing at a high, higher level. Yeah. Virginia Tech looked good earlier this season. Maybe that was more of a product, though, of how bad Florida State was. You couple that with the injury to Jackson, their quarterback, He's going to be out for the year. There isn't a whole lot there. Maybe Syracuse, you know, they play. I think that game's maybe in Yankee Stadium later on this year. Syracuse can score a ton. Not very good defensively, but if they get by this one, it's looking very good that we're going to be talking about an undefeated Notre Dame team getting there. And I don't want to see that. Yes, I grew up Irish. I grew up Catholic. I hate Notre Dame. So I'll take the luck of Stanford <laughs> to get it done. We'll go opposite on this one, and I'll take the Cardinal getting the five and a hook. So for the first time, we are on opposite sides on that one. Do with it what you will. Let's go to the NFL, where my Chicago Bears are installed as a three-point favorite. Fitzpatrick will get the start for Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston will be waiting in the wings if things go south, though. Fitz has just gone on and thrown for 400 yards in a row Three consecutive games, the first quarterback in NFL history to do that. Laying the three at home, Jimmy B, it, it almost, this one almost feels too easy. I, I think the Bears are the pick here. I'm going to go with them, but I don't feel overly confident. Okay. Now, is Mitchell Trubisky Ben Roethlisberger? No, Mitchell Trubisky's terrible. Okay. Roethlisberger had to have an incredible game in order for the Steelers to win that game uh, in Tampa. And the Steelers got not one, not two, but three picks. Three picks from Fitzpatrick. Fitz magic. Everybody thought Fitz magic had blown up in their face. And it looked like it until he got his game going again late in the second half and brought the Buccaneers back. I'm going to grab the three, and I'm going to take Tampa on the road because normally Ryan Fitzpatrick has a couple of really good games, which he has had, and then he just has a couple of dog games. I think he had his dog game when he threw three interceptions, like bang, bang, bang. So I look for him to have a much better performance, and I think the Bucks will do a decent job against that hard-rushing Bears defense. So I am going to take Tampa Bay and grab the points. All right, we're on opposite sides. Tampa for Jimmy B. I got the Bears. We finish up in Green Bay where the suddenly resurgent Buffalo Bills come to town after what they did <laughs> to the Vikings a week ago. Jim, uh, my pick on this one, I still don't believe the Buffalo is very good. I think that was a game more of circumstances than anything. Nine and a half, it feels like a lot. Aaron Rodgers, how healthy is he? It's going to be a question that continues to linger throughout the year. But this is more, this isn't even really anything on the Packers. It's more a fade play on Buffalo. They won their game. They're happy. They're pumped up. But I don't think they're very good. I'm going to lay the nine and a half and go with the Packers and pick number five. 
Uh, I'm going to do that as well. I like Green Bay in this game. I think now, now there's enough video on what Josh Allen can do. I think the Packers will make those adjustments, and they're upset anyway since they lost that game last week at the Redskins. So consequently, I like the Pack in this game over the Buffalo Bills, and I believe that they will probably win by anywhere from 12 to 14 points, so they will cover the 9.5. So we have three agreements, Green Bay, TCU, and Ohio State. Opposite sides, Tampa, Chicago. I got the Bears. Jim's got the Bucks. He's on Notre Dame. I'm on Stanford. Our five picks for the week. We try to do better this week. I'm not holding my breath, though. Jimmy B could be another rough one <laughs> coming up with us here. Well, we got a lot of busy things going on on 1700. Mention high school football coming up in just a little bit. Pre-game show at 6.30. 7 o'clock kickoff with Ankeny Centennial hosting Southeast Polk. We also have the Ohio State-Penn State game here. We will have the coverage of that one coming up, and uh, we will have that tomorrow night here with our coverage from Compass Media. Then on Sunday, a triple header of football. It starts with Atlanta against Cincinnati, followed by the Browns and Raiders, the nightcap. Sunday night football with the Steelers and Ravens. Monday night football with the Chiefs. Jimmy B., you want play-by-play. There isn't a better place to go than 1700. Man, I'm telling you, we got the entire Des Moines metro area covered, Trent. All you got to do if you're out and about and you don't want to miss any action, flip it on 1700. We've got the action for you, pal. One other thing. So the Ryder Cup started this morning, early this morning. You love your golf. You're also a night owl. Are you just going to stay up for this? What's your game plan (laughs) over the weekend, Jimmy B? Because I know you love the golf. I know you love the Ryder Cup. How are we going to watch it over the weekend? Uh, DVR. DVR, pal. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Direct TV. <laughs> so you're not staying up is what you're telling me. I, I, I stayed up for about an hour. I watched like the first hour, and then I just kind of <laughs> cashed it in after that. But look, I've got so many other things going on Saturday and Sunday with all of the football games, mm-hmm. that, and I don't want to miss the Ryder Cup stuff. So that's why I'm going to record it, and then I can, and that way I can fast through, uh, fast forward through all the commercials uh, real fast, and uh, and watch it uh, in a much more condensed time. But I do want to see it. I'm going to stay away from Twitter and everything else, so uh, I don't know the outcome. I like watching it, not knowing what's going to happen. Interesting. I, I think I got to do it the same way. Unfortunately, yeah, the the timing of it doesn't work, and. Boy, what a choke job uh, later in the morning in the second round of things. The second group is uh, not only did the U.S. lose all four of the matches, they got pummeled in all four. What an ugly performance. They just got skunked. I I mean, it was dreadful. And look, they couldn't make any putts, Trent. Couldn't make a putt. So, I mean... Five feet away, normally you would think the professional guys generally drain, you know, 70% of those. They couldn't make any, and so it cost them dearly. I'm watching Bubba Watson on a par three, hits it in the drink. I mean, they were spraying the ball all over the place on that second round. So they're going to have to do better, obviously, coming up uh, for the next day uh, if they're going to have a shot at all. They have not won on foreign soil in 25 years. That's an incredible stat. Unthinkable. And if you were smart, you jumped on the European team before this began and got them at plus 135. 
like some people might have done here, Jimmy B. Ah, uh, yeah. my degenerate friend did that. <laughs> Well, it's it makes sense, right? You're playing against history. Yes, it does. 25 it does years. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting plus money. Got to do it. I jumped on board there. With that, Jimmy B, we are out of time. You have a good weekend. You too, pal. There's Jimmy B. He is out of here. We are as well. Heading up to Ankeny, getting ready for tonight. High school football. It is Southeast Polk at Ankeny Centennial, our Central Iowa game of the week. And we got a lot coming up here. Play-by-play of football all weekend long. Tonight, our Central Iowa Game of the Week, the Rams and the Jaguars. Then coming up over the weekend, Saturday night, you looking for the biggest game in college football, Penn State, Ohio State. As you're out and about, we have you covered there. We will bring you the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions, 6.30 with the start in that one. Then a triple header on Sunday, starting with the Bengals and the Falcons, followed by Browns Raiders and the Nightcap. How about this? AFC North, always a physical game. Pittsburgh hosting Baltimore. And, of course, Monday Night Football after our local programs. We will bring you the Chiefs on the road in Denver to take on the Broncos. 1,700 KBGG looking for sports. We have you covered. That'll do it. We'll talk to you here in a half hour with high school football on 1,700.